Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. Hi, I'm sugared up oh, and ready to go. I am pumped up on tiny cinnamon rolls. You were mad at me because you were saving me a half a donut and I was just chatting away in the kitchen. So I ate the full donut. But while I was chatting away in the kitchen, <laughs> I had a half a donut and two tiny cinnamon rolls. And now here we are. This is going to be a amped up episode. Cut to it being the most boring, so boring episode we've ever done. Eric was telling me, though, that he listened to us accidentally on, like, one and a half speed, and he, or one and, maybe it was, like, one and a quarter speed or something, and I was just like, wow, that, that what must be. What is that, a 20-minute episode? Yeah, it's, like, real quick, and, like, we already talk quickly, so mm-hmm. that's got to be, whoa. Speaking of talking quickly and just, like, getting on tangents, not paying attention, we didn't even rank Urban Cowboy and Staying Alive, like, how much dancing there were the dance the lady dance emoji. The we didn't lady. do the dance scale. I know. I think it's because we hated them. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I mean. I'd give Urban Cowboy two. Yeah. And Staying Alive like a five. Because yeah. it was like all dance. It was, yeah. Too much dance. Yeah. And then we got like a performance at the end. Yeah. We went to a show. Yeah. We, we went to a Broadway show. <laughs> we paid admission and went to a show. <laughs> um, what are you fangirling over? I am fangirling. So Bob Baker Marionettes, I'm sure I've talked about it on yeah. this podcast before. They have a Bob Baker Day, mm-hmm. and it's gotten bigger over the years. Um, it's just like a little festival in a park. There are food trucks. There are puppets, blah, blah, blah. This year, they decided to have a children's talent show for an hour. And I think these kids had to, like, audition or something because there was obviously a cutoff time. Right. It was so much fun. I wish I could watch a kid's talent show every month of my life. Yeah. I cried before a child even walked on stage. Really? He was a three-year-old wearing a cowboy hat. Oh, God. And he just walked in circles with a frog puppet. Oh, my God. It was so fun. What uh, was, like, the who oldest? Who paid to see that? Who was the oldest child? Like, how old? Um, There was maybe, like, a 12, 13-year-old. Okay. Yeah. So pushing it for cuteness. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're um, like, eh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it was the older one, one of the older groups. I think they were... Like eight and ten or eight or eleven, they did a one dance to the other's original song, <gasps> and we were all shocked it was an original song. Oh my god! Like amazing. it wasn't a perfect song, no, but, of course, but wow, wow! And then a seven-year-old dance to "Brave" by Sarah Bareilles. What? A lot of puppets. Yeah, as you would um, expect. A Barbie show. Oh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good. It was a quality content. Um, I love that. I know I'm bummed. I don't remember what we were doing because I was like, oh, maybe we'll we'll bring Philly, and then that didn't happen. Yeah. But here we what go. are you fangirling over? Well, Philly just had her second dance recital. She, so children performing. Children performing is, love. is on brand today. Um, as you may recall, she bum-rushed the stage at her last performance, yes. so I was on high alert the whole time. Um, but she was dressed as Olaf from Frozen. The whole thing was Frozen-themed, and she's quite tall for her age, so the costume, which was the largest I could find, was quite small on her, and she had massive wedgie the whole time. I felt a little bad about it, but she is a star. <laughs> like, she is front and center. She's, like, belting out the song yeah. the whole time she's doing her dance. The whole first song, basically all the little girls just stood there and did nothing. Love that. Except for Philly, of course. And then in the second one, she was just, like, hood up, feeling Olaf, like, very, very into it. And her little tap shoes. And, yeah. I, the thing is, like, I didn't dance, and so I was kind of, like, lukewarm about her doing dance, period. Mm-hmm. Of course she loves it. Next next up, Little Mermaid. Yeah. 
So you didn't dance, but were you like that as a child? Were you very much front and center no. and like to perform? Eric. Mm, okay. That's, that's my husband. Um, I was, as my mother calls it, calculating, which sounds horrible, but I would like Nerd. assess a situation and then sort of, like I was this person, but I wasn't this person immediately. Wow. I love this tiny person. The, oh my God. I mean, I'm sure it was like a lot of personality, but I would kind of like weigh it out and see I like, was just where my quiet was. and observant. But I did, but I've always liked to be on the stage. Yeah, too, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't know. I've don't never know. been a big like performer like that. Um, but she and I. I told you after she bum rushed the stage last time, she got in the car and she goes, "Mommy, I'm a star." And I'm like, "Oh, oh no, <laughs> you're a monster!" All right, it's um, time for showbiz. I know. I'm like, God. Good thing we live in this town. I'm sure that's gonna go well. Yeah, <laughs> but you would be a. I mean, I want you to be my momager, so oh, okay, I know sure. you'd do a good job. I would do you'd a good be job. a great momager. I would be, yeah. It was funny because in one of Eric's episodes, we debated putting her in it. They asked her to be in it, but he couldn't also be her guardian, so like, because it was his episode, oh, so then I there. would have to be there too. It was a whole thing, and I was like, eh. Uh, it would have been good, though, because she doesn't really know what's going on No, yet. she has no idea. She thinks, anytime we've been to set, she just thinks it's like, but I have all these thoughts of like what a weird world like we just like go to set on a Tuesday and it's 85 degrees and there's snow on the ground and she's eating chocolate and there's a theater named after her and I'm like <laughs> what a weird ass way to grow up like sure lots of people do yeah. it but some of them become monsters some of them are fine some of them are You'll fine you'll never know and, and I know I'm not gonna know for like 15 yep. years what a crap shoot that's gonna be <laughs> um <laughs> okay the cinnamon rolls are kicking in uh Interesting movies this week. Yeah. So we did Fame versus a little movie called Fast Forward. Never heard of it before. Actually kind of hard to find. Yeah. Anywhere. Totally. Um, How did you just like Googled? I was just Googling lists of best dance movies. Yeah. And it, I feel like the story's kind of aligned. Yeah. So I paired them There's together. teens There's involved. teens. There's the Big Apple. There's the city. Yeah. The city plays a prominent role in a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Should we do fame first? Yeah, it's a little boring. It just... I always remember liking the fact that they do, like, freshman year, sophomore yes. year. I liked that. But there's too much detail. Like, all I want is the beginning of... of certain things we don't need. Right. Yeah. So, fame. <laughs> it's a long description here. It's It's okay. Young men, young men and women audition for coveted spots at the New York High School of Performing Arts. Those who make the cut discover that it takes a lot of hard work to become a star, and sometimes difficult decisions have to be made. The youngsters grapple with heavy issues such as homosexuality, abortion, attempted suicide, and illiteracy in a dance movie. Mm-hmm. On top of their unique struggles, the students must deal with the mundane pressures of adolescence like homework, heartbreak, and rejection. Right off the bat, not just a dance movie these kids have to be triple threats at least yeah plus like go to school yeah like you don't just get to like sing dance and act you also have to like do your english homework no time there's no no time time for that so this barely matter cut 1980 mgm every time i see that lion roar at the beginning of an mgm movie it makes me happy i truly love like production company title cards. <laughs> totally. Columbia was the other one. I was like, oh, like I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Very Both exciting. of these movies are not Paramount. Paramount. We're getting out of our Paramount podcast. They lost these two. Made $42 million worldwide on an $8.5 million budget. That's a pretty good bang for your yeah. buck. No stars. Zero. No one you know. Like. Although I thought I knew 
um, whoever plays Doris. I don't know her real name. She's yeah. been in many things. She's in Grease too. She's in Grease too. Yeah. But I, I really had to look at the photo. I don't think I would have put that together. Oh, really? Yeah. That's how I always I mean, like, she's one of the pink her. ladies. Yeah, she's but... a pink lady in Grease too. Um, so this movie was like the premise was conceived in 1976 by David De Silva. He's the producer of the movie. And he was partially inspired by a chorus line. Which tracks. Sure. Right. Um, the high school for uh, performing arts, so it's based on like a real school. So now- I can't imagine. I was, the whole time I watched this movie, I thought about if I or if us went to this high school, I'd be pure trash. I'd be the <laughs> worst person. Oh, 100%. But so famous alumni, Eartha Kitt, Liza Minnelli. Wow. Jennifer wow. Aniston. Yeah. Like- Bing Rames, Lorraine Toussaint, like there's a bunch of people that went to this school. It's now called the LaGuardia School for High School or for like performing arts or something like that. But it is a real school. They filmed during the summer and some of the students were like extras, like performed. They didn't the school was very like anti them performing in the in the movie. Yeah, they didn't want them to, but since it was in the summer, you really they don't have an excuse them. to say no. Right. One of the students did actually get cast, but it was the not a huge role, but it's the girl they basically asked to stop dancing and she oh. has to find a new passion. You think she's going to jump in front of a train and she yeah. does not. She does not. God. She goes into the I drama program. Every 10 minutes of this movie, I thought someone was going to kill themselves. Yeah. Everyone's on edge. Again, very sweaty. Like there's New Everyone's York. in the subway. New hot. York in the summer does not look cute. It no. doesn't film well. I mean, I lived Chicago summers, similar, yeah. a lot of humidity. There is like a mayhem to this movie. So probably one of the most iconic scenes is right off the bat, you know, the first 20 minutes of this movie is like them auditioning, which is great. I yes. love an auditioning mm-hmm. montage. You like get to meet everyone. You like even get to meet like Bruno's dad. Like, you know, there's like a bunch of character development that's happening in this kind of like mm-hmm. manic audition. But then it becomes the first day of school. Very confused what the the acceptance criteria is to this school because some yeah. of the people I'm like, wait, you were your audition was terrible. Yes, How are we and here? the boy, the boy who couldn't read, what what is his name? Leroy. Leroy, great audition. Oh, although very sexual. Debbie Allen and was about to like. That's jump what I'm saying. Him. That's why he got in the school yeah. because Debbie Allen wanted to jump his bones. Debbie Allen wanted to bone him for sure. Yeah, he also has great abs, so I get yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, and then the one the one girl who's playing OJ Simpson, like in the elevator scene, yes. she gets in. And I was like, that what? How? Okay. Well, OJ was cool then. <laughs> he wasn't a murderer sure. yet. Very true. But so right off the bat, there is this scene where essentially the whole school does like a improvised lunch jam. I heard that and immediately was thinking about you. I was like, this is our song. Yes. This is this is it. Uh-huh. It actually is mostly improvised or came from mm-hmm. improvised session okay. the kids had. Um, it is a bop. It's a bop. Would listen to on my own. But just like the mania of like lunchtime there because like can you imagine being around like 200 theater kids all the time? Like no. that's an intense. There's so much like 
hormones and anxiety floating around that room. I can't so deal with it. But the first draft of this script was actually called Hot Lunch, which makes no sense what? to me. No. And during when they were filming, Parker noticed a porno film was showing, showing in New York called Hot Lunch. And so he learned that it was kind of like a slang for oral sex mm. and that he should probably change the title. <laughs> so he went from Smart. Hot Lunch to Fame. Sure. Hot lunch. How, do, how was hot lunch even there? No. That doesn't make any sense. Well, we did get the song out of it, so I guess it's worth it. We did get the song. And the song won the Oscar. Yeah? Academy Award for Best Original Song. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about Irene Cara in this movie. I, for 50 minutes of this movie, I thought it was just a girl lip-syncing Irene Cara. No. Yeah, I had to Google that shit. Mm-hmm. It's I, Irene Cara. Yeah. Wow. She actually went to this school. Um, Irene Cara did. So it's like, she was kind of, this is like an autobiographical <laughs> representation of her life. And I hope she didn't have to deal with the other parts Ugh. where she has to go to that like skeevy guy. And... So that scene, because fame also was always on VH1, much like Urban Cowboy. So I have seen fame <laughs> in bits and pieces. Like I've seen it all the way through, but I've seen it disjointed probably more than I haven't. Mm-hmm. And that scene, I remember always sticking with me because she's just crying and like yes it's to even just think about the guy the skeevy ass like porn guy that's like taping her like that's not sexy <laughs> like this girl is like sobbing silently <laughs> like I, every single yeah, time i'm like terrible this is horrifying yeah but not enough dance in this movie mm. Do you think it's not enough because there's they have to do other things? Yes, I think yeah. so. Because we get a lot of, like, the acting class. Yeah. We get a lot of the nerdy composer yeah. with the taxi cab dad. Although that Bruno. leads to one of the greatest scenes in the entire movie. Bruno is Bruno's responsible for fame. Yes. Yeah. The taxi driving dad is responsible for the entire dance sequence of fame. Yeah. Because he's upset that Bruno doesn't want to, like, play his music publicly. And the dad is like, no, no. We're going to put it out there for the world. I will say that's one of my favorite characters in this whole movie because he's really the only encouraging parent. Parent or, like, friend. Totally. Mm -hmm. I think the friends work together, but they're not like, you're great. No. No. I struggle to like anyone. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. don't like Ralph, like, the whole time. Like, there's, like, some redeeming qualities but there's he annoys me more than he doesn't yeah. there's a lot of things where i'm always like eh. i did like the boy his mother was gone all the time and left oh, him yes. with the apartment mm-hmm. i liked the that redheaded kid. kid uh rocky or picture show a weird big part of this movie yes mm-hmm. so parker went with a bunch of the students they invited him to go to a screening of the rocky Horror picture show and he was so delighted by people doing dances and yelling that he had to include it in the movie. Great. I love that. Sure. It's kind of bizarre because they show the movie. I was going to say, and it only, Rocky Horror Picture Show comes out in 1975. So it wasn't like, I mean, I guess it probably was some sort of cult phenomenon, I mean, but it hadn't was, had all the years. It was of... strangely a midnight movie from the get-go. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the cult movie. Sure. Um, but there's a bunch of people in the crowd that look like great Dr. Frankenfurters, by the yeah. way. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> Sam... Piro, the president of the Rocky Horror Picture Show fan club, to this day, in 2020, Whoa. he is in the scenes where they go to the midnight screening. Great. Authenticity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Love that. Um, also, Fame became a television show. Yes, for five, five years. years. Yeah. And then and I've never seen one episode. Never seen one episode. But Debbie Allen is yeah. a bigger part. Yes. In the television show. And then I believe they remade Fame, right? Like Yes. In, in 2009? Yeah. Something like that. I'm Didn't going to watch that, no. I like the grit of this fame. And I yes. feel like anything new would be like a little more sheen applied yes. to it. I think it really does capture that era of New York City very well. Yeah. I I definitely thought while watching this I would would not have survived in 80s New York. It feels tough. Yeah. Feels like you're going to get murdered all the time. At, yeah, at all times. Yeah. Um, which I think you were. I think it was yes. like the murder capital of the world in, in the 80s. Um, yeah, there's definitely a grit to it. I like that not everyone, like, looks perfect mm-hmm. like they do in teen movies now. Yeah, it's it's 1980, right? Yes. So you're, I feel like you're still getting, like, the uh, the authentic 70s look of yes. a lot of these kids, which I really like. Yeah, you're getting, like, a little bit of, like, excess body hair vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with the sweat and, like, a... Yeah, yeah sure. We're not even talking about... A ballerina comes in, like, Hillary. junior year. I love Hillary. I don't know why. I've yeah. always liked her. And she's like, I'm going to dance in a room and seduce Leroy yeah. in five seconds. Totally. And it happens. It happens. And then she's, like, clearly a rich girl. Brings him home. Yeah. It's then not ha- great. Has to get an abortion. Yeah. Tricky times. Like, That's she always comes out of this... nowhere and becomes such, a, like, a pivotal It's always been the storyline story that I've liked the most out of fame. I don't know why. I think it's the easiest to understand. Probably. Yeah, you understand their motivation. Yes. Overall, though, I mean, it's fun to watch, but it's too long. It's too long. It's two hours and 15 minutes. It, it, 25, I think the new fame is an hour and 40 which, great. That sounds perfect. Perfect. You could cut out a lot. We just want to see them sing and dance. I don't need the, like, intense amounts of, like, therapy and, like, attempted suicide and, like, drug usage. Like, there's, like, things that it's like, all right. Okay, fine. And, and I always feel like the school should be a boarding school. Like, they should live there. Yeah, I'm always confused by where they sense. live. Yeah, because so many of the parents are absent or don't care. Right. And so, like, you're just, like, letting your kids roam around New York City? Like, I, that part is always very little confusing to me, too. Um, do we want to talk about our next movie, speaking about kids roaming around New York City? Yes. The wild movie of Fast Forward comes out four or five years later, 1985. Eight people from Ohio. Eight. Eight. The Adventurous Eight. Terrible. As they are called. They are dancers. They go to New York to compete in a major talent competition. But when they get there, they learn that they have to wait some time before they can take part in it. So they try to do their best to survive in the Big Apple before the competition and get some lessons about the real world. I have so many questions about this movie. So it comes out in 1985, Columbia. <laughs> Already mentioned the yes. great Statue of Liberty looking lady. Love that. Um, did not do well at the box office. <laughs> no. 1.6 million. Not great. But this movie inexplicably is directed by Sidney Poitier. This makes absolutely zero sense. None. Z- I, like, did he have children at the time that were into dance? dance? I have no idea. I, I don't I have no, I'm <laughs> truly speechless. makes no sense. Like, if you watch this movie and then you're like, oh, like, a famed, acclaimed actor, like, boundary-breaking Sidney Poitier directs this movie? No. Um, tagline for this movie. When you've got one shot at the top, you've got to move. Hate that. 
Maybe that's why I did poorly in the box office. Okay, we've said eight is too many. Way too many. A, like a wide array of teens. Yes. Late teens, early 20s. I'm I not think sure they're how the, teens. I don't know. We see high school at the beginning. But my so thing. They, they're like 18. So my thing is like, is this, do they run away? Like, I thought they like. Is it the summer? We know, we get no information about the timeline. I felt like they graduated, but I made that up in my head. Sure, but still, like, they just leave on a bus. And, like, they thought they were just going to be gone for a couple days and, like, their parents wouldn't notice. I yeah, don't know. And then they get an apartment. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I thought I recognized a ton of people in this movie, but it's actually maybe a couple, and it's really a bunch of randos. Yeah. Cindy McGee plays Francine, one of the adventurous eight. Sure. The voice of Shayna in Gem and the Holograms. Okay. And also in the group Ro- in Rockin' with Judy Jetson, my favorite childhood laser disc. Great. Uh-huh. Perfect. We get um, Deborah, who plays Debbie, was in the fame TV show later in- interesting. on. Interesting. Um, Karen, she's the rich girl. Yeah. She's Jim she's Carrey's Lee- girlfriend and once bitten. She's also Lisa. She's yes. the other woman in True Beverly Hills. You're right. Immediately, I was like, <gasps> she's and Lisa. And we get a random scene with David White, who is best known as Larry Tate and Bewitched. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. But it's, for the most part, random 80s actors. Right. But who the, are still working. Yeah, the, the main guy, or the, um, the lead like African-American kid, he was in a show called Sequest that I loved. Sequest 2032. Um, and he's been, like, on a bunch of things where I was like, I recognize him, but you would not know his name. Like, even now I don't remember his name. But he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. There is another guy named Caesar who's, like, the head of the other, like, dance gang. <laughs> and he is also in Fame and then was in the Fame show. So there's, like, a lot of – there's crossovers between these two movies. Yeah. I, this movie's wild. So they – they come to New York to audition for this talent show because they have been told by the head of this, like, agency who they badgered into, like, yes, getting them a they tryout. they disguised themselves as waiters. Sure. And they come to the talent agency and they're like, no, no, that guy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and the new guy this. is the dad in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. And you can't audition. And they're like, no, no, we're here. What are we supposed to do? Blah. And he's like, fine. I'm going to be gone for three weeks. Totally random. When I come back, you can audition. So then they stay in New York for three weeks. <laughs> and then all of the dance battles and montages begin. There is a five-minute cleaning the apartment montage. Yes. Which I actually liked. I liked it, too. I <laughs> really enjoyed it. But my thing was, like, why are we going to put all this time into a place you know you're only going to stay for three weeks? Like, they painted it. I, I with felt like they were going to stay. Forever? Yeah. I don't Eight I don't people know. in a one-bedroom apartment. Real tricky. I, I had trouble keeping track. Where'd they get people. all those beds? I know. I didn't know who was who. Yeah. There's like to get money, they do this weird restaurant con where they break out in performance. Leotards are top notch, by the way. Top notch. And like a rainbow hue. Everyone's got their yes. own color. It was great. And there's really good. There's one guy who's I think the main lead singer of the group, but then everyone else kind of has singing moments. But no one's actually singing. They're lip syncing poorly the whole time yeah that was they go to a club called the zoo looked fun another dance battle ensues yeah um i i liked this movie it was kind I... of fun so ultimately they do they they go back to the guy and he's like evil and he's like no yeah. jk you still can't audition so they then go to the widow 
of the gentleman who had promised them. And she's like, no, you guys are great. Like, I'll like, get remember you in. You. Yeah, you're fun. I'll she get you in. then decides to dedicate her life to it. Yeah, she, she's <laughs> all in. She dresses as a punk rocker at one point. Yeah, she looks great. I thought I recognized her. She's very, but she's actually a very famous stage actor. So, of course, sense. I've never seen her in anything. Great cheekbones. Um, yeah, but she was amazing. There's an attempted rape scene in oh, this movie. Very aggressive. For no reason. Again, New York in the 80s. Don't go. Yeah. I think this movie is one to two steps away from being like a, an enjoyable cult classic movie. You know why I think it's not? Why? Because there are too many people mm. in this adventurous eight. You can't, you don't get enough like time with anyone. All of the girls, I don't know their names. Except no. the one girl whose name is Meryl. No, but I did appreciate, so there is a, there's a couple within the eight. Yes. There's two, I think. I don't know. Unclear. They break up. The girls decide to have a drunk night out. Which that also was then, good. Well, I was like, what? How? What's the drinking age? So yeah. then I had no idea what. Probably I had no 18. idea what was going on. But that made me want the movie to be just about these girls. Totally. It's mm-hmm. like they're all like kicking ass, right? Fighting together. Yeah. They're dancing. The drunk scene was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I think it's just. Also, the Adventurous Eight is a terrible name yes. <laughs> for a group. It's not easy to say adventurous all the time. No. And I just didn't think you got enough screen time or really, like, understood everyone's story enough where you could then kind of, like, rally around anyone. Also, probably too long. Like, a little, like, 15 minutes. A little too, too long. long. Um, there's a great song. It's like, survive! Yeah. You hear it throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a lot of information uh most of the songs on the like recordings are by a group called deco okay when i looked that up there's a group now called deco which was not helpful right for Mm me um but i did find this little blurb from popdose.com an interesting thing to note about fast forward soundtrack the sounds the songs on the album aren't the same versions that appear in the film oh most of the Songs performed by the Adventurous Eight um, have vocals that are credited to John Scott Clow. However, on the soundtrack, they're performed by Deco, which, as far as I can tell, is a group comprised of Atala Zane Giles and Philip Ingram. Hmm. Who are you? John Scott Clow is the main guy. Is yeah. the the guy with the sort of white afro. He's definitely <laughs> pulling Michael Jackson stuff. Like he will not stop. Yeah. Doing, like, little spins and hips. Uh, He's kind of the worst. Yeah. Like, I don't... But he doesn't even get a story. No. It's about the white guy, like, kind of falling for the rich girl and being played by her. I don't know. Yeah, there's, like, a lot... There's there's some strangeness going on. You don't really, like, get to know anyone well enough. Because there are eight of them. Because there are eight of them. Eight is enough. No, eight's too many. And, like, the girls are mostly just meant to dance behind like these guys that's too many backup dancers no. i don't know i wish just... this had been a tv show because season two they would all try to break out and like do their own solo thing totally but the dancing good the dancing was good <laughs> except though in the first dance battle they are at this place called the zoo as you mentioned it is like a punk rock oh bar. yeah and they dance to like like a showtime like rag song like i was like the zoo is not playing this music like this <laughs> not on brand yeah. with the zoo it was very yeah was and when mismatch. they finally get to perform at the end their outfits are so cool they're wearing white leotards and mm-hmm. tights with like black moto jackets yeah. but the jackets are a leotard fabric. fabric yeah it's not like leather which um, we had and seen bow ties it was a good callback because we saw them making yes. those jackets in home ec in high yes, school I re- yes i remember that i thought that was good 
I mean, I guess maybe it could be like a community college. I don't know. We're, it's very unclear as to how old these people are. They just wanted to get out of Ohio. They just wanted to get out. And then every time, they, they're from Sandusky, Ohio, and I can't hear the word Sandusky without thinking about, like, the child pedophile from Penn State, Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> every single time, I'm like, damn, really ruining town names. Um, but all in all, I, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it. I just Me didn't too. understand half of it. Yeah. Which is pretty on brand for most movies in the 80s, I think. You, like, have to take <laughs> sure. a decent amount of, like, leap of faith where you're like, yeah, sure. These kids could live there for three weeks. Like, Mm -hmm. no big deal. Okay. What are some similarities? Dancing. (laughs) New York. Teens? Teens, maybe. Maybe. They're definitely teens. Yeah. But there's, like, younger teens to older teens. Differences. Maybe their ages. (laughs) Maybe older teens, young teens. Yes. Your fame takes itself very seriously. Yeah. Maybe too seriously at times. Yeah. It could be, like, 20% more fun fame could be Mm -hmm. um maybe that's what the tv show gave us oh maybe or maybe it gave us more like like uh what is it where like 90210 would cover racism and drugs every Mm -hmm. week very special yeah thank you very special episode yeah that feels right um i also think it you actually similarities like you have a lot of characters in both but in Mm -hmm. fast forward you just don't really get to know them in any way where in fame you do get at least but then it's almost too much totally because you don't get to follow all of them. Right. Because even at the end, they graduate, but you had just seen Irene Cara, like, take off her top and cry. You don't yes. know how she recovers from this. Totally. She just graduates. She's just like, oh, here we go. I know. It's like, I lost. Uh, That's terrible. What do you like better? Mm. I think fame is a better made film. Probably. But I think I enjoyed Fast Forward. I agree with you. Like, fame is like a movie. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's like an actual, those people knew what they were doing. Like, it makes sense. It's done well. It's shot well. It's a good movie. But it's not as fun as you want it to be. No. What about the dance scale? Fame, weirdly, only like a like a three? three? Yeah. Yeah. Fast Forward, five. Fast Forward, five. They are dancing all the time. They're dancing hard. I kept thinking about how annoying it must have been to live below them in this shitty-ass apartment complex. Oh, my complex God, I never considered. Because they are constantly practicing. They live in a shithole, but mm-hmm. it must have been really annoying to be their downstairs neighbor. Yeah. Even though those guys were creeps. I yes. assume those people but, lived below them. Yeah. Maybe they didn't, though, because if they lived below, they all, advent- all eight would be murdered <laughs> by those three men. Yeah, those guys were creepos. Yeah. They just lurking, stood on the stoop waiting to attack someone. Yeah, they were stoop guys. Yeah. Don't like that. Not into a don't stoop guy. Don't love a stoop guy. No, don't. Don't. Beware of a stoop guy. Um, yeah. But fun little, like, I like when we watch movies or things that we've never seen and we have no context for it. I'm just wondering why this was not like a blockbuster pick in the aisle situation. The key art's not very strong, so maybe that's mm, why. Maybe. I feel like whoever... Columbia, maybe they were ashamed and they hid it on the shelves. I feel like whoever was putting it out on VHS or whatever yeah. wasn't doing a good job of it. Right. Because this feels like it could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of ridiculous and campy. But yeah, it needs like a little bit more camp Yeah, for it to really like. I think hit. if it had been The Adventurous Five and a little more camp. Sure. Great movie. Fabulous Five instead of The Adventurous Eight adventurous why 
No. They're not even adventurous, except they left Ohio. Is that an adventure? I guess. But then, like, what? (sighs) I was just thinking through, like, logistics. Like, if you're, like, the eight, you know, just going out on tour gets, like, so much more expensive. You know what I mean? Like, it's just And at what point do you accept that you are just a part of the chorus? You You might be in the eight, but you're in the back. You are in the back. It it is. There's, like, a chorus element to this. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. I really thought it was just the one guy and then everyone else danced, but then at one point both guys had lines in the song. I don't know. Confusing. But they were, to be fair to the guys, they were the go-getters. Oh, yes. They were out there. Yeah. They got them the business card. They got them the audition. Yeah. So good on them. I I mean, I would recommend watching it. I I rented it. I paid like... Where'd you find it? What did I... YouTube? On iTunes. Oh. I found it on the iTunes. I watched it illegally. Um, I always try, and then I get fed up with pop-ups, and then I'm just like, fine. You just have to click three to four times, and then they stop. But I, it doesn't do that for me. I feel like I'm I'm bad at illegal things. <laughs> you have to show me how to be better at illegal things. Um, but yeah, I would recommend watching it. If you've never seen it, check it out. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah. It's not so, too long. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm very excited for next week, so I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I've never seen the the second one of the movies. I hadn't like seen, seen either. I feel like, again, one of them is, was like a VH1 special, so I've seen bits and pieces. But maybe I've never seen the whole yeah. thing. And you guys will find out next week. All right. Send us your dance thoughts on yeah. fame. Also, if you dance as a child... Send us your dance photos, A hundred percent. Oh, yeah, we should post some of your cute dance photos. Mm, I got some. Yeah, you've got a lot of them. Um, yeah, send us all the dance things that you have because cute kids in cute costumes, always great. Yes, Love please. That. Um, find us on social. Send us an email, hellofangirls at gmail.com. All the things. All the things. So until next week, bye. bye.